Thanks, Emily. Right now we have 68 degrees at 590-1069 FM WKZO. And it's time for a previously recorded edition of Over the Garden Fence. Brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center at the corner of Milliman 12th Street. Andy is off today, so uh, we will play you some of the best from the past few years here on Over the Garden Fence on 590-1069 FM WKZO. Good morning. Uh, I'm curious. I had my beans have been crushed. Um, they've got rolled over by deer or dogs. I'm curious what I can do to save them. Well, the famous uh, deer crushing, uh, they probably trampled them late last evening. So I might take either uh, wire and bamboo stakes and run them, Rob, right along that uh, bean patch. Maybe try to lift them up, kind of fold them over a little bit, and maybe uh, a little stretch tie. We have stretch tie, Rob, that is not going to choke the bean, and it is made out of Velcro. So you can kind of Velcro up to one little uh, strip of wire that you can run in between two little bamboo poles. So you think the, think it's something you can save? I, I, I hope so. I'm gonna I try hope it so. This morning. Yeah, yeah, you better. You better. Better save those All beans, right. buddy. Good, All right. Good, I, good I, luck. I love you. Rob. Make sure you get the beans out of there, or uh, the deer out of there. Fence them in or get something that will uh, take care of those deer or the rabbits. Uh, okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. This, this is a good time to understand what's the best way to, to, to water mm-hmm. your, your roses, especially. You're, you're saying that, you know, your general run-of-the-mill sprinkler, that's not the way to go? Maybe. Mm-hmm. If that's your only alternative, okay, Okay. I would say go ahead and please do that to your roses and vegetable gardens and things like that, lawns. But if you have the opportunity, drip or just what you said off air, drip or soaker hose allows you to water the roots but not water the top. A lot of times later in the summer we have problems, Jim, with tomatoes, cucumbers, squash. I can go right down the list of all the problems we've had because we've overhead irrigated that plant peppers, black spot, leaf spot, powdery mildew, you name it. Well, roses, the same way. Okay. If you get a drip irrigation, you're getting the roots cool and moist, but not the top. Okay. That's very good. And that, if you're, if you're not watering the top, does that uh, help prevent uh, the mildew? You bet. And the black spot for sure. All right. And it, just like on fruit trees or anything else right now. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to the phones. We have a phone call from Kay in Ashtimo. Good morning, Kay. Hey, good morning, Kay. Can I help you? Yes. First of all, I want to tell you how much I appreciate your show. I've listened to it for years, but my question is a simple one. Hey, no problem. I I happen to have a lot of preen around, and can I use that on my roses? I have not mulched my roses. I usually put cocoa mulch over them, Mm -hmm. and I know you say cedar mulch, too. Can I put that preen around those roses, or you, isn't that? Nope, no problem. You can use that. Kay, what we don't like to use preen on is items that have been freshly planted. Once things are established two or three weeks and those little feeling roots are in the ground, preen is fine to use. But it'll actually stop annual growth if you're putting in your new flowers and you put preen all around it it'll stop it for a couple weeks and new ground cover and grass seed and perennials so once the things are established and rooted in so are do you have any new roses are all all established already mine are well established yeah yeah preen's going to be fine on them yep dig up your ground get rid of all the weeds because preen is not going to kill the weeds but it'll kill all that that part i've got that part (laughs) you know and i you mentioned Kay about uh, cocoa mulch. I I love cocoa mulch because as a root of a weed roots into it, you just pull it right out. 
I, I swear the roses love cocoa mulch because of the nitrogen that it gives it. So um, do, you, do you use cocoa around the roses? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. And, and or cedar. I get cedar in the rest part of the house. But, yeah, no. So I would go ahead and use that preen. Uh, we have an item that's called Dimension 2K that either one of those could be used around roses or established plantings. Okay, I thank you very much. Yeah, thanks cool. for calling in. Thanks, Kay, have we a good week. Bye-bye. You too. Thank you, Mary. Good morning, Mr. Waddell. I have two quick questions. Please. Uh, the first one is my pepper plants are prematurely dropping the peppers. Yep. And secondly, my zucchini and summer squash blossoms on them, um, but I'm not getting the fruit. Okay. So pepper and tomato right now, there's something called blossom set. And when you have that much moisture, then you have that much heat. The flower can't set its fruit before it falls off in the heat. So you get 90 plus degree days. The flower comes on, plenty of moisture. You're doing everything right, but it can't set its flower or set its fruit, excuse me, Mary, before it falls. So blossom set is just a little spray that you can actually do tomatoes and peppers or probably second or third crop, just like zucchini and squash. First set of flowers sometimes are immature. Now, have you seen many sets, Mary, come on uh, of that zucchini? Um, or are you just getting the first set of flowers? Because sometimes, like, I've I've seen, too, where you've gotten good squash in the first set and they just kind of fall away. But probably in another couple of weeks, they should set um I've got a couple plants where I've gotten a few zucchinis off it, but um, the majority of them have got the blossoms, but they're they're not getting any, you know, fruit. And then on the peppers, the peppers are coming on. The pepper plants themselves are very short. Um, in fact, if I stack two peppers on top of each other, they'd be the size of the plant. Oh, my. Okay. And, but they're, some of the new peppers that are coming on are starting to drop. And I did put the straw around the plants mm-hmm. um, for moisture to keep the, the, you know, the dirt from splashing up. But I'm still getting some yellow leaves. I'm picking those off. So, Mary, I might think that um, lifting one of those peppers might give you a little idea. Um, If it's only that small of a pepper, it has not grasped. I don't think that height of plant is going to be able to produce a good pepper in order for it to hold on to. If you're saying you're only stacking two peppers and it's under one foot tall, you got to get some vigor into that plant. So, can can we get it encouraged? We still got a couple good months here. Can we get a little food on that plant? And maybe we could get a little compost underneath it. You could probably lift one of those, Mary, and not hurt it. I'm not saying yank it out, but take a pretty good scoop out and lift it up. Is that being, um, is there something being eaten around the base of that? If you're getting, um, uh, you could do a fertile broad spectrum which is good for tomato and good for pepper. A lot of times it's the heat and the moisture. So you'll get a little fungus that a lot of times that pepper will fall away and maybe have a a contorted look or a a lesion on it sometimes that uh, makes it fall away from that point. Is the zucchini at a point where it's consistent watering, sometimes drying out and then getting moisture in it? Um, Infrequent watering sometimes will have that effect also on flour. Right. And we are watering every couple days um, in the area that the zucchini are in are kind of in a clay soil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I am trying to water every you know two three days 
to keep it, you know, so it doesn't totally dry out. So the Fertilone Broad Spectrum, it is a spray, but it is something that um, is safe up to a couple days of harvest. Easy for us to put on. And I'm sure if you're having pepper problems with dropping of leaves, um, chances are that plant has gone into stress. Whether it is too moist, maybe lifting some of that straw away. Do I have uh, some crown rot or stem rot from uh, moisture around the plant? Lift it up, Mary, maybe on one of them. Um, you could always do a little uh, root and bloom, which is great for late summer feeding. It's a nine. 598, I think is the formula. It's very high for your middle number, so it encourages a lot of flower this time of year and not much top growth. Well, I appreciate that. Okay, there's a couple good ideas for your remedies. All righty, thank you. Yeah, good luck in the garden. Thanks, mm-hmm. Mary. Did you know a thick, healthy lawn works like a giant air conditioner to help cool your home? Keeping your lawn healthy will save you money on your energy bill. If your summer lawn needs help, see the lawn pros at Waddell's Garden Center. They'll recommend giving your lawn a healthy meal now. This week at Waddell's, pick up a coupon at the door and get $2 off any lawn fertilizer. Choose from several varieties including Scott's, Fertilome, and Dairy Dew. Did you know the curb appeal of your home starts with your lawn and that a thick green lawn can boost the value of your home by 6 to 11%? To boost your curb appeal this summer, Dairy Dew Safe Green Lawn would do the trick. Safe Green Lawn is the organic premium lawn restoration formula that repairs and renews tired lawns. Its phosphorus-free formula has more trace elements than other lawn foods. What you'll notice is more green and less thatch. Another benefit is deep roots, which will mean less watering will be needed for your lawn. Woodell's has several lawn fertilizer varieties, some with weed control, some without, all $2 off with the in-store coupon. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Street. All right, and go back to the phones and talk to Sandy in Kalamazoo. Good morning. Hey, Sandy. How's it going? Good, thank you. Can I be of help? Yes, I have a red bud tree, and uh, the blossoms were beautiful this uh, this spring. Weren't they? Yes, but after that, my leaves are are, are not very abundant. Okay. And I was wondering, did something happen? I, I use your tree trim. Is that... that uh, fertilizer that I put around in the fall and the spring. And last year, the, the leaves were just beautiful. And okay. uh, I even had shade, but this, this year it's not doing real well. And I was wondering if something happened during the winter. Seeing the um, red bud are hardy for our area. Are what? Are hardy for our area. Yeah, okay. But dogwood, red bud, Japanese maple, Really took a beating with this polar vortex this year. Okay. Nin- 19 to 23 below really set red bud back. Now, what I might do is go out to that red bud. Is mm-hmm. there small branches or minor branches that are something you could snap that you could actually take a pruner and clean off? Yes. Um, what happens sometimes, Sandy, too, is you get a lot of freeze, thaw, freeze, thaw, and it's actually hard to wrap a red bud because it's got so many trunks on it. You know, mm-hmm. mul- multiple trunks is hard compared to wrapping a fruit tree with one one stalk on it. So a lot of times that red bud will will have that freezing thaw because a lot of those branches are small. They're not right. a big trunk on them, and mm-hmm. so we get a little dehydration in the winter time. Now, what I might say is, haircuts make my hair grow faster. Your red bud, if you go out and even trim even some new wood. And, and uh, make sure, we just talked about water. I know it's moist right now, but keep keep the ground active with a little moisture and give a haircut. 
And uh, if you have some tree tone or holly tone, go ahead and put, put it on again. It would not uh, hurt a bit. All right. And also, because um, last year it was just beautiful. And it is taller. I mean, it's growing tall. Oh, nice. But uh, the leaves are not as, uh, you know, like maybe half of what was last year. Yeah, it took a beating. There's some red buds that okay. are at the store that um, just, they're, they're, they're alive, Sandy. They're going to be fine. But they got a setback. They're going to be a couple couple months before they fully okay. leaf out. Well, probably the same with, same with yours. Give a little energy by a little, uh, a little haircut. Get rid of that dead wood. Do a little feeding on it. See if we can encourage some summer growth. Okay, I have one more question. Please. My neighbor has a red bud also, mm-hmm. and she planted the same time I did. Mm-hmm. We live in a con- uh, condo complex, and she her tree was doing real well. And last year, it looked like it was, oh, it was just like scrawny, and uh, and compared to mine, because mine wasn't doing as well as hers at the beginning. This about we planted about four years ago, and. I, so I use some of your tree, is it tree trim? Tree tone, tree tone. Tree tone, excuse me, yes. You're right. And I've been fertilizing hers, but I noticed that they put too much mulch on it. And, I mean, they went like three to four inches, and I, don't, and I think that hurt it. I, you know, I don't put anything around. I just keep putting some dirt on and let If some roots are exposed, I let them be, be exposed. But they seemed, would that have something to do with their tree or not? Uh, too much mulch around the tree? Well, there's, <laughs> Sandy, there's a yes and a no. And we got to kind of um, know that mulch on the stem of a tree is a no no. Mulch oh. around the base of the tree is a yes, yes, for sure. So if you have roots exposed, Cover them up with mulch. Three or four inches of mulch around a redbud is good. But mulch around the trunk, though, Sandy, it's like putting my arm underwater. After a while, it's going to not like it. Well, we say around the base of a tree, just go a little bit, just like one inch, but then flange it up higher around those roots. So around the roots or around the drip line, it is three or four inches. Don't do the volcano effect. A lot right. of times mulching up on those stems, pull that mulch away, you'll find a wet trunk that does not want to be wet. So you are okay. right. If it's mulched up high on the trunk, get it away. It was. Okay, because yep. they're having problems. And I, I, I'm trying to tell them, don't mulch it around the, you know, the uh, trunk so much. Yep. So, okay, I'll, I'll let her know that. Okay. Well, I appreciate your help. Thank Sandy, you. Sandy, so thanks for calling in. Okay, goodbye. All Bye-bye. Right. Good morning. How are you? Good. Hey, I have a question about a tree that I purchased from your store about oh, five or six years ago. Okay. It's a Cardinal Royal Mountain Ash. Mm-hmm. And I planted it way out in the back uh, five acres here, so I don't keep close track of it. I went out here this week, and that tree is almost defoliated. Yes, sir. Um, is that prone to insect or disease, one or the other? Well, um Yes and no. Uh, mountain ash used to used to be one we would sell hundreds of a year. And Doug, it is still a nice tree. The Cardinal Royal is an improved variety of the mountain ash. They can be small leaf. It can be fairly susceptible to leaf spot, black spot, powdery mildew, just like roses. Um, okay. It is a this season, and you, you're probably not going to lose the tree because of this, but this season you had a lot of moisture. Then you had some cool. Then you had a lot of moisture again, and then you had cool. Well, we didn't have any time for that plant, Doug, to dry out, so a lot of those leaves held moisture during the day, and they get a leaf spot and drop. 
The key thing is maybe next year, if you can, or even late this summer, put one or two fungicide controls on it. If it's five years old, it's still within spraying. The concept is if, Doug, you can keep a little foliage on during the summer, you will probably have more growth out of the plant. When there's no leaves, the plant goes dormant, and they just try to set their buds for next year. So um, when we have a dry season and it's not near the moisture that we had this year, which has been great for growing, but a lot of uh, disease has been on, uh, mountain ash will get that. Um, Second, mountain ash can sometimes be drawn. um, Japanese beetles can be drawn to that. Now, Beetles come and go right now, Doug. Um, a few years ago, we didn't have them. This year seems to be a little bigger crop. I was just talking today about this is the year of the bug. So not necessarily drawing your neighbors, but you could apply some seven to that, and that would rid the Japanese beetles on that. You could do a topical spray. Just a couple ideas. And then maybe this fall, Doug, feed it. Get the um, uh, grass away. Maybe put a mulch line of four or five or six feet so the, the plant doesn't have as much competition and put a four-pound bag of a spoma tree tone on in October to encourage better growth for next year. Okay. So those are my ideas. I like mountain ash. From a distance, you can see that, and it's grown up north a lot, up in the UP a lot. You'll see that fruit from a half mile away. It gets bright orange, doesn't it? And the, yes, it the, does. The birds are, are um, and the, the flowers are actually uh, pleasing, and um, the birds love the fruit. So there's a lot of pluses to that mountain ash. There's just a couple, couple minor um, things that you have to work on with that. And where are we at right now in regards to uh, Japanese beetle population? I shook that tree, and I didn't get a single beetle that flew off the tree. But, of course, all the dead leaves cascaded down like snowfall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would hope I could say that beetles are on their way out, but I probably not. I'm seeing... Um, our farm did a rating a couple of years ago, and this past two years, we didn't even put any traps out at our farm where we grow in Galesburg, Doug, and we didn't trap any. That's a great sign. This past mm-hmm. year, we're starting to see them getting into the rose buds and the flowers themselves, so we started putting some, some traps out because of that. So they go in cycles a little bit. Um, I wish I could say we were at the end of them, but they, they tend to be five or seven years ago. We all had them terrible, and then it got less and less, and uh, they tend to go through and move throughout the state. So I'd say you're at the lesser end that we had a few years ago, um, probably more than last year, though, just because of the moisture. You get a dry season, you don't get near as much moisture. They don't harvest as as well uh, or grow as well coming out of the lawn. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks for your help. Good luck on your mountain ash. Okay. Thank you. There, um, There are tablets now. Okay. There is a pill that you can put in your plant. It will not be instant, but as the plant grows, it's made by Repellix. We sell it, and it's a a systemic granular tablet or in granular that you can put around a plant, put it in the ground, push it in. If it's established, plant with it if you're putting in new, but then as the plant grows, it actually soaks up this um, systemic... um, control that will rid those rid those deer it won't kill them but it's just heavy heavy concentration we also have deer stopper that is in an egg with rosemary and garlic and um, all natural again but 
and the extreme level, you don't want to get on your hands. No. It's nothing's going to hurt you. There's no skull and crossbones. But you got to figure, deer is habitual, just like a little puppy. Mm-hmm. You know, after about three or four times, they don't want it again. They're not going to come back. So yeah. they're going <clears> to <throat> go on to your some, neighbor. <laughs> yeah, they'll go to your neighbor's house and, <laughs> yep. and, and whatnot. So. There's something called plot saver, too. Sometimes you've worked so hard on the garden and yet they come in on one night and destroy everything that plot saver is um like a motion sensor system that will do up a, up to a quarter acre at that and uh okay. um it's got the ribbon that goes all the way around and some mm-hmm. of the control at the same time now you were we were talking about deer but obviously there are other pre- you know mm-hmm. plant predators out there you, you got know, it. you've got squirrels you've got chipmunks rabbits yep you know, I see bugs around a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, and you obviously have a lot of product, but you have products that, that they don't kill them. They just keep them away. That's right. That's right. And um, sometimes you're just trying to say spiders in the basement. Mm-hmm. They're they're going to look for cool. And so where is the cool? Right now, <laughs> it's going to be going in the basement. Yeah. So home defense, you put around the base of the house. And I've always said before, maybe you want to spray a little chunk in the back corner to make sure it doesn't uh, um, discolor your siding, but it won't. I, don't, I almost guarantee it won't. But go around the baseboards and everything outside, and that's going to rid you from a lot of those spiders and ants that are coming, wanting to come in. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody was building a pool the other day. The guys were just digging up the ground. The contractors were covered into sugar ants. Oh. And we're talking millions to where they almost couldn't work. So we got 38 plus and did a soil drench. And after a while, you can put those little baits out and they're not going to, there's just too many uh, trails. So you soak the ground, um, mix it with five gallon bucket of water and poured it on uh, all over this area. How long does it take, Andy, once you so, do that? Something like that would be fairly, fairly quick. Same, fairly quick. <laughs> yeah. Same day, same day results. Okay. Um, we talk about roses. You know, there's something mm-hmm. called rose shield that actually creates a shield or a barrier, um, it's almost like a helmet mm-hmm. around that rose, and it it's pretty it's pretty cool because it actually um, again natural control, but uh, will help take care of uh, roses and anything that's eaten. Where do you go to get professional plant advice and the best quality plants available in our area? Woodell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center, of course. Woodell's has Michigan certified nursery specialists, lawn pros, and master gardeners on staff to help you choose the right plants for your area or to help diagnose what may be wrong with your existing plants. Stop in to see for yourself. You'll find the best selection of trees, shrubs, perennials, evergreens, and any products and tools you may need to care for your outdoor living area. You'll also find the plant doctors always in at Waddell's. The plant doctor can help you with a bothersome weed, an irritating insect, or a sick plant. Do you have a concern about your lawn, tree, perennial, or shrub? Do you have molds in your lawn? A tree that had problems last year that you want to prevent this year? The plant doctor has you covered. Wear your mask and come visit with one of Woodell's birding specialists and Michigan certified nursery specialists. They'll beauty decide which plants and products would be right for your outdoor living area. Or you can take advantage of curbside pickup service at Woodell's on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Street. CBS News Update. A heat wave is baking the western U.S. High temperatures on Saturday and on Sunday from western Texas, but especially into Arizona and then all the way up the spine from California into Oregon and even Washington will surpass 100 degrees. CBS News meteorologist Jeff Baradelli. The extreme heat is bad enough, but rolling blackouts in California only add to the misery. KVOR reporter Laura Hefley. The demand for power quickly exceeded California's own supply 
supply on Friday and what's available from neighboring states. The nature of this heat wave, it's causing record-breaking heat in the entire western United States, so it's hampering our ability to get imports, especially from the southwest. So Cal ISO is asking people to do their part until the heat wave is over. The heat wave is expected to last until next week. It's also fueling wildfires from California to Colorado. CBS News Update, I'm Cami McCormick. WKZO News Time is 9.33. We're presenting an evergreen version of Over the Garden Fence, some of our favorite phone calls from the past few years here on 590-1069 FM, WKZO. I just had an area rototilled. I want to plant flowers and vegetables. What do I need to prepare the soil? There you go. So first of all, I might come in. It's free. Test your soil. Okay. Why add all these nutrients when maybe your pH is wrong? Mm -hmm. pH too low or too high, everybody, will lock in nutrient availability. So test your soil. We bring it on the sales floor, and we do that. What I might suggest is blending in some compost turning that over or churning that over. We sell compost by the yard, and it is a leaf compost um, mixed, and it's um, it's heated to mm-hmm. 141 degrees. The reason I know that is because it kills the weed seed in the compost, okay. yet not the microbes at 146 or 46. I think it's 146. The microbes kill out, so it's good live compost without seed. Number two, put in some dairy dew or wonder blend cow manure every 50 square feet or a five by 10. And the last thing would be probably to add some peat moss. Peat moss retains moisture. It perspires when it's too too wet. So combination of those preparing the ground, but in each hole, mm-hmm. then I might use your mics, beneficial mics and, um, if you're planting vegetables like potatoes, calcium is usually a deficiency, and so calcium and tomatoes and potatoes will surely help when you're planting them. You can buy calcium nitrate. You put it down in the ground, and tomatoes flourish, and potatoes flourish because of that. Usually you'll get blossom end rot on tomatoes later on in the summer, you guys, because you didn't put down calcium or the deficiency. If they're doing flowers then, maybe vegetables, flowers and vegetables, you said, Maybe, Jim, um, we have a item called Root and Bloom that is dessert for tomatoes. It's a nut or, or hydrangeas or orchid or vegetables or annuals. It is a 958.8, so the middle number is very high. So it would, tomatoes would just love it. Okay. Because all you're trying to do with the tomato, it's not going to live over winter. You're just trying to push flour. You don't need leaves. So when the tomato starts getting really big, go ahead and trim some of those leaves off. Get the sunshine to expose. We've talked about it before. Grape vineyards do the same way. Big leaves that that hide fruit. That fruit has got to get to the sunshine, whether it be tomatoes or grapes. um, Clean off and prune up your tomato. Get it staked up off the ground. Get so the water. Right now, everybody, you don't have the disease on tomato. Yeah. In a couple of weeks, we will. Get your mulch, get your, your lawn clippings around that so as you're watering, the splash doesn't happen. Those are items that you 
for sure want to drip irrigate. Don't okay. overhead irrigate tomatoes. Okay. Um, so the so the best thing they need to do though is get a shoebox, mm-hmm. take a sample of the rototilled soil, bring it into Woodell's for the free analysis, and then you go from there because then you can figure out if you the soil it. is where it's supposed to be. You got it. Okay. Then, then we can show you the compost. It's nice. Some people want to go see it. It's nice, like black gold. You mm-hmm. just kind of pick up a handful, and it's nice. Look at the dairy dew and the wonder blend, and we can show you why we carry those items. Okay. Um, Hey, John, how are you? Pretty good. I'd like to know what kind of a critter is chewing up my plants. Uh, I dusted around the base with seven, uh, but they still uh, get the leaves get chewed on. Okay, and John, can you tell me what kind of plants the uh, critter is eating? Well, I get mixed up on the geraniums and chrysanthemums, but... uh, (laughs) It's, I think it's a chrysanthemums. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, John, um, when you see the bites, yeah. uh, John, it's got to be a, just a couple things. Um, rabbits will usually have a nice severed. No. Nope. No. Okay. They aren't chewing them off. They're just nibbling on these things okay. up and down the stem. Okay. Okay. And um, you, you're, you're pretty sure they're not. It's not deer by no means. Oh, no. Okay. No, it has to be something like um, a slug or... Uh... Okay. So, and it's hard, John. Sometimes, let's make, like, make mention on a slug right now. You don't see slug activity because it's always done at night. So, um, the bug getta or the uh, slug bait, you can put around uh, around the base of those plants very easy or diatomaceous earth. If you think that is a critter that is going up and down... Um, slugs is very hard to uh, see during the day, but you can see the evidence definitely uh, from the night before. Um, you put it around the base of that. Diatomaceous earth, John, is actually like crushed crustaceans, and as the slug or the insect moves across, it cuts or lacerates them. It's kind of a natural way to do it. Or the um, slug getta pellets is something they're drawn to. It's just kind of a um, natural remedy to to rid those if you think that slug now is there holes taken out of the plant john are there nibbles or yeah there are nibbles and uh some leaves have little holes in them but otherwise it's chewed around the edge and up the stem of the of the leaf and what they're eating when you um put seven on them the dust they're still eating that portion that the seven's on oh i guess (laughs) yeah yeah. continue so that so. that'd be my second step then let's if if you if that's not controlling it let's control it even going up the plant so by going around the base of that plant i bet those um you will probably find a lot of that activity is done at night so probably yeah. by slugs so that little slug bait you can either put around the plant or you can put in little um like mason jar lids or pickle jar lids or something around the around the plants and that way um they're drawn to that little spot and eat it and um go away from that okay yeah all right john it's it's either that you got either slugs you might have some type of worm um seven if it is um is very easy seven is a topical so you'd have to walk through it and get it on their feet um or on their um, tentacles as they're moving around so seven they'd have to come in direct contact with for them to that's uh, why i was sprinkling it around the base of the plant you're doing good so my next step would be uh would be those um slug bait yeah. 
Okay, well, thanks for your comments. You bet, John. You got a project. <laughs> I just told you. Again, Sorry, I made you laugh. When, 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 when we're off the air, we talk about things, you know, and, and we were discussing, I believe it was the process of chasing a bat. Oh, my gosh. And I actually, one time in a previous married life, we, we were up in the th- on the third floor and a bat <laughs> got in the room, right? Oh, yeah. I ended up using a child's ping pong net you know one of those things a tabletop thing that was the only way that i could trap him so that we could get him outside yeah i just and usually jim it's either in the middle of the night you're you know you're half asleep um the thing usually you feel something go by your face Mm -hmm. and it's probably um halftime it's your spice spouse going honey get up there's something there's something over me yeah in um, my previous home, oh boy, we had them really bad. We had a attic fan, which I love, Jim. You close all the windows up at, at night. Yay! Open up your bedroom window, turn on the attic fan, and all that nice breeze would come through the house. But when the attic fan turned off and the wind was blowing just right, the louvers wouldn't drop, and boom, in come those <laughs> in come those bats. So, yes. if if you um, from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. We, and that's what I'm trying to say. Maybe today is the day to look at a bat box. Mm-hmm. Come down and maybe that's maybe not a, a butterfly today or a, a, a hummingbird area. Maybe it's a bat. And maybe there's a problem that you can just put the bats in the right spot. They might go to this. But if you do have a bat in your home, <laughs> they're suggesting do not release it in the room of a, you're going to laugh, a sleeping person, yeah. <laughs> an unattended child, uh-huh. somebody mentally impaired or intoxicated. <laughs> so it's probably a good idea. Yeah. But you should ha- actually save the bat for rabies testing if you can. Mm-hmm. Capture the bat um, safely if you can. So um, <clears throat> you guys have all chased around a bat in your house. I don't know how <sighs> safe you can be, but wear leather gloves. Uh, you'll laugh at my next one. Place a box or a coffee can over the bat. I know a bunch of you are laughing yeah, right. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, punch a hole in a piece of cardboard and slide the cardboard under the container and trap the bat inside. Yeah. Now, you were talking about, I, I know there are a lot of people out there. The first thing that popped into their mind was, where did I put the tennis racket? Yeah. yeah. Because that seems to be the, you, you could press it to the and hold mm-hmm. it. Until you can figure out how to get it out of the house. We were on an island on vacation, Ooh. and I'll tell you what, they had those flying cockroaches, mm. and I I broke a broom trying oh, wow. to get that thing out of her. Well, I'm not trying to kill a bat. I'm just trying to get him out of the house and yes. maybe placing the bat box. Come down and talk to Don or Barb today. You might find where to place that bat box, where to place the mm-hmm. Mason Bee house. You can't just all, all of a sudden... Um, stick something on a post and expect everything to come. Yeah, It's just like bird feeding. The people that feed year-round have great results. It's the guy like me that says, oh, December 15th, you look outside, oh, there's some cold birds, you know, <laughs> and you stick you stick, um, you know, a little bird food out. Well, you probably don't see all the results because somebody is, uh, um, it's habitual. They're going to come back. They're going to come back to their favorite restaurant, and they're yep. going to same thing. If you get a bat house in the right spot and a hummingbird in the right area, maybe that hummingbird feeder mm-hmm. is placed over your little wildflower you garden. Waddell's Big Sidewalk Sale is continuing now through next Wednesday. There are lots of items at huge savings for everyone at Waddell's. Browse Waddell's spacious greenhouses full of products and pick up incredible deals on fertilizers, shrubs, pots, soil, perennials, furniture, and garden decor. 
The sidewalk sale will be a great opportunity to save big on some lawn products like Grubex Grub Control and Lawn Food with Crabgrass Preventer for next season. You'll also be able to get bags of Milorganite for just $8.99. Have you been thinking about putting in a retaining wall or patio? A selection of wall blocks and pavers are at the lowest prices of the season. Want to add an ornamental looking tree to your landscape? There are several varieties of the sidewalk sale next weekend. You'll love the balloons for years to come and you'll love getting your tree up to half off. Have you had your eye on a new set of patio furniture? Save big on any in stock. Save 30, 50, 60% or more on select trees, shrubs, and evergreens. All varieties of rose bushes will also be half off. And you can choose from any perennial plants on sale. Join the fun and big savings at Woodell's Nursery Floriston Garden Center on Texas Drive at the corner of Millam and 12th Street. Thank you for joining us for this evergreen edition of Over the Garden Fence. Tune in each Saturday after 9 for Over the Garden Fence. Brought to you by Winnell's Nursery Floral and Garden Center at the corner of Milliman, 12th Street, 590-1069-FM, WKZO, everything Kalamazoo.